You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. With NFL playoffs right around the corner, NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello, welcome to a very, very late Player of the Month podcast. I'm here with Anton Rasegård. A happy new year from both of us, and especially to you, Anton, because uh, you are doing this a week late. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, but it's uh, it's lovely to uh, you know start twenty twenty four off with uh, talking about the Canadians again after a heartbreaking loss in the finals against Team USA. We don't want to talk about that. Anymore. Well, we were both right. You said uh, in the chat prior to the game, the sil- or when Canada went out, uh, the silver is going to taste so good. And yeah, I said exactly. in my the preview that <laughs> that Sweden would lose to to USA in the finals. So we were both yeah. prepared in a way. But uh, yeah, exactly. I, as I mentioned in the other podcast, it left with a bitter aftertaste with what Anthony Johansson did in in that regard. Yeah, well, well, you know, it's good to see that Lane Hudson, uh, however tall he is, can can uh, go into a fight and and uh, hold his own right. Um, he will 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 be interesting to see uh, him coming up against uh, Arbor Shekai in the future. Well, not against, but on the same team, and see who actually takes the fights: uh, the the sheriff or Lane Hudson. Um, the Wolverine, as we probably should call him now, or Honey Badger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, there we have it. And and uh, talking about the the player of the month, um, in in and let's remember this is December, and uh, the pick for, from from the crowd at Eyes on the Prize was Juraj Slavkovsky, who's had a really big step forward in his development and his progress as he was lifted into the top line. Yeah, this is why it's always ridiculous. I, I understand during an 82-game season, you have to find things to talk about and you can draw conclusions out of every game. And we live in a very um, think-fast, react-fast uh, society uh, nowadays with the internet and everything. Um, it's a hot-take community. Uh, but, you know, Juraj Slavkovsky is still a teenager. Obviously, he needs to grow into both his own body and the game in North America and everything. And he's a different kind of player than what's normally selected first overall. He's a power forward. He's really big for his age. And and he has a lot of qualities which he has shown before. But yes, it's taken him a bit of time to uh, develop at the North American stage. But it's not weird. And all of a sudden, we see that the potential... Uh, which he was drafted for in the first place, is obviously still there because he's only 19 years old. And confidence is everything for a young player. Uh, If you don't have confidence, we can see players um, all all of a sudden perform at a subpar level. We've seen it with Cole Caulfield during different streaks in his career. It doesn't mean that Cole Caulfield all of a sudden is a... Uh, it's not a good goal scorer. It just means that it takes a little bit longer for him to get going. We see Joel Armia all of a sudden score six goals after being uh, after being sent down to Laval and, and finding his stride there. So it's great to see Slavkovsky 
growing into that player that we know that he can be uh, already in his second season in the um, in the NHL. I think it's actually better like this. We saw Jesperi Kotkaniemi, for example, perform uh, overperform in his first season, and the uh, expectations from the crowd, uh, from us as an audience, as Montreal Canadiens fans, became too large for him. Um, and that way, when he t- took a step back in the second year, everyone was very disappointed, and and it was difficult for him to kind of rebound after that. Uh, with Slavkovsky, it's more that now he has had a year and a half of getting into this and he's still not you know a bona fide nhl star obviously but he's just showing that he uh can deliver at this stage and it will only get better looking at at uh, you know games played since the draft in the nhl he leads uh, everyone with more or less double the amount of games uh he has uh, 24 points compared to uh, logan coolies with with 18 um, Mitnikov with 18 and, and then uh, which stands out a little bit to me is is probably Juricek and uh, especially Nimic uh, with 7 seven and uh, 9 points uh, yeah. with their limited performance in, in the NHL but it w- it's also important to remember it wasn't the strongest draft in, in in history of NHL, you got a temporary expectation. You, you we got a first overall pick, and um, we expect him to be good, but but maybe not straight out of the gate good as Conor Bedard is or Austin Matthews was. Uh, so so there is this. The important bit, as you point out, is that the trajectory is is going the right way, and that uh, he continues to perform. He's finding chemistry. He's finding his body in a way. We heard Matt talk about it on on top six minutes or bottom six minutes, um, where he uh, suddenly wakes up one day and realizes he's this tall and this big, so he can do whatever he wants in some corners of of the NHL arenas. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's important to, to see that he's still the player with the most games since the draft. He has the most points since the draft. All right. Uh, also, he was injured long long he played a full season with world with juniors um with olympics with world championships the draft the summer camps coming over and then playing you know every regular game with the montreal canadians from the start getting injured in one case that injury might have been really really good in order for him to recover and actually get some rest between because what we saw just do was to go home and build up his body the wrong way yeah, exactly. And he lost a bit of pace, and uh, um, yeah, it took it took time for him to to get going after that. Um, and uh, for Jurai, obviously, um, he seems like a mature kid already. He seems like he has his head in the in the right place. Um, so it's uh, just been about finding the way to use his body and his um, both his skating ability and and his uh, puck skills. Uh, on the ice at at a you know at the highest tempo there is in the hockey world and uh, we've seen it uh, previously at the um, at the international stage um, but it's been in a limited capacity obviously and here is the NHL is a special league just like the Major League Baseball where you have to perform every night for half a year um, it's every other night basically but but it's 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 difficult to to just maintain your composure for for a long period of time and and um, 
while it's easier, like we saw Ryan Paling, for example, become the um, MVP of the World Juniors one year, and he all of a sudden looked like he was going to be a star. Um, he didn't become a star, obviously, because everyone, anyone can look good for a six-game, seven-game streak. Um, I think that Juraj Slavkovsky now is much more ready for an 82-game season than he was a year ago. Um, and, and I think that's what we we are seeing now and and i think it's great to see him play with um on a top line and just see what he can do there um even if he doesn't end up playing there for the entire season it's just good for him to feel that he's trusted and uh the canadians are in this for the long the long term with him indeed and you have to remember the world championships and the olympics the year that sapkowski played the top players are not there so, Obviously, so yeah. it's and it's played on an Olympic size rink. So, so going down to the NHL rink and and that faster pace and bigger players, it's it's going to take some time. An honorable mention, uh, shout out to Nick Suzuki. What is there to say about Nick that we haven't already said? Uh, that it's interesting that he's the most <laughs> he's the most consistent player on the Canadians, obviously. But there are different expectations for him since he's the captain. He's the points leader. Um, um, well, now it is year in, year out, basically. So it's fun to see uh, when you see uh, who has been chosen as uh, NHL Player of the Month at Eyes on the Price uh, for the first three months of the season. It's been Cole Caulfield, Alex Newhook, and Juraj Slavkovsky. Nick Suzuki is nowhere to be found there, but he's the guy who is uh, basically... In the center of the... Yeah, he, he's... he's basically the most consistent player. You expect him to be um, a top three guy every game, basically. He's the one who should find the solutions if the team is uh, kind of lagging behind. Um, and he's shown already that he's um, he's a leader on and off the ice. And uh, you're kind of never worried about Suzuki when he has a slump because you know he will find his way back. He's already that kind of player. Maybe he will never be an 80, 90, 100 point uh, season kind of guy, but he will probably consistently be a 60, 65, 70 point uh, guy for uh, for the foreseeable future. And that's great to have. Um, it's kind of like, it's it's been for a long time that you, you're kind of seeing the same same kind of development you've seen uh, with uh, someone like Mika Zamaniad in yesterday's uh, opponent, uh, the New York Rangers, where you're kind of unsure if Nick Suzuki will ever be that um, that surefire first line center. Maybe not in terms of points, um, but he will be um, if he, if he can find someone like a one B, uh, which we hope we have in in Kirby Doc, then great. Um, then you maybe can have two 60 point uh centers instead of one who make, performs you one, make up for it in aggregate just in a way. Money exactly exactly money ball. Uh, money ball style exactly. Um talking about the AHL player of, uh, of the month, Jakob Dobesh. We've been waiting for this. His stats was great going into to the AHL, but there has been an adjustment period, and it seems like Kashmir Kaukisu has been able to bring out the best uh, as a backup for, for exactly. Dobesh as well. YouTube all-star Kasimir Kaskiswa. Uh, no, no, but it's great to see Jakob Dobesh uh, live up to his potential a little, little more. Um as with any young guy, uh, it's it can be an adjustment period going up, uh, a step, going up 
the latter in terms of um, pace and and uh, going from the NCAA to the AHL obviously as a is a big step for a goaltender. Um, players are faster. Players are more tenacious. Uh, there's more happening on the ice. These are professional hockey players. Many of them, like we saw Joel Armia, for example, be be sent down at the start of the season. Joel Armia is a is an NHL player and has been that for for almost a decade. And uh, to to face such a shooter for example or elias anderson for example um in training um just in training for someone like dobish is obviously differ different than <laughs> facing uh, someone from michigan state um who's um, growing up to be an accountant we should add mayo and and uh, arbor shekai that's been oh for down sure in the sure. ahl when it comes to shooting as well um yeah. really really interesting to have this and and especially with a three-headed monster uh created up in in montreal <laughs> There is yeah. no pressure for him either to play so that he can be a replacement NHL goalie at the moment because there is already one up there. I think that's great as well because since we presently presently have uh, Kaden Primo um, as the... He has been the one that should be Price's understudy for uh, five years now. Um, and now we all of a sudden have Samuel Montembeau, who isn't... He, he's not a talent. Even if you want to call him a prospect or something, he's 27 years old. So I think those days are behind him. But all of a sudden you have two guys ahead of Dobesh in terms of um, closer to being a 1A, 1B, whatever uh, NHL goalie. So no one is kind of looking at Jakob Dobish as having to be good in a season or in two seasons. Like, if he can be great in three seasons' time, then, you know, great. Take your time. Be uh, a really good AHL goalie before you get the chance to come up and, and perform at the and NHL he, level. He doesn't have the, the the breath of someone coming from behind either because those are also, those are really prospects. And yeah, projects. they are a few, guys, a few years behind as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so he is in a in in the doldrums in his own setup more or less, and he can focus on only getting better, which I think yeah, is really exactly. important. Um, so we, we see as well. That's why they brought him brought in uh, Straussman in the first place. That's why they brought in uh, Kaskiswa because they wanted to have someone older who could mentor Dobish, mm -hmm. an older professional goalie who has been around the leagues, who has been traveling a lot, uh, been seen a lot, and just being there as someone who can um, yeah, mentor the young guy. And it's basically like Caden um, Primo now, for example, if we look at him, um, many have doubted if he's ever going to become an NHL goalie. But we said the same about Montembeau uh, just a few years ago uh, when he was <laughs> claimed off waivers from Florida. Um, it can take a few years for a goalie to really get into the suit of being an NHL um, goaltender, uh, especially in Montreal, in the AHL. and it's the same in the AHL. So the fact that Dobish is already looking much better, um, just a few months into his AHL tenure, is really promising for both him and the Canadians. From one goalie to another, uh, just winning the the World Junior Championships, Jacob Fowler getting the North American Prospect of the Month award. Uh, very impressed with what I saw and spoke with him uh, mm -hmm. in Sweden. Um, on the other hand, he was behind uh, Trey Agustin and, and there was no chance to to really beat him for the job. They were also working in tandem to be as good as possible. Um, really impressed with you know how he handled everything in in uh, Sweden. And mm -hmm. uh, congrats on, on a goal. 
uh, on a gold, not a gold. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 also he is in that NCAA situation, and he's not breathing down the neck of, of Dorbush. But it's good to see, and uh, that's that's the progress we want to have in Boston when we see uh, Fowler getting the accolades that Hadi describes in the article. But uh, I've also heard that many think Dolbish might be the best NCAA goalkeeper at the moment. Uh, you mean Fowler? Uh, yeah, the Fowler, best. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was, just, yeah, uh, my, I remember watching the Montreal Canadiens draft, post-draft video uh, when they were talking about the prospects they chose and everything on YouTube. Um I was really impressed with yeah, Jacob Fowler and his maturity and, and the way he answered. And obviously the Canadians must have been as well since they drafted him. Uh, his stats in the USHL were great. Uh, his stats in the playoffs of the USHL were phenomenal with a 9.52 save percentage over nine games before the draft, obviously. And then he's just... There we can talk about someone who didn't need an adjustment period. He just grew into uh, being the starter at the NCAA level instantly. Yes, um, he had a sub-900, say, percentage over three games in the uh, World Juniors, but he was there. He won a gold medal. He kept a clean... He kept a shutout again, uh, in the first game as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, and he, he only let two goals in against Sweden in, in the yeah. World game. So, you know, and that was directly from, from the plane, more or less. So yeah. adjustment to the bigger eyes and different angles, etc. Yeah. So, so, yeah, no, it's it's... Super impressive. I know Chris Peter was really high on on Jacob Fowler before the uh, the draft, and uh, he, I've spoken to Chris again, and he he sees Fowler going going deep into the the uh, hockey career that he has yeah. staked out for himself. Um, it will be interesting to follow, and and again, um, you know, the bean pot is coming up as well, so there is that. And yep. something to, to look forward to when uh, Jacob Fowler will face off against Wallander and uh, Hudson. Yeah, oh, Willander and Hudson. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of love as well. Um, it, I was surprised during the draft when the Canadians uh, chose to draft three goalies in the same draft because mm -hmm. obviously we we've go, grown accustomed to the Canadians. Uh, choosing one goalie, one big goalie <laughs> at the end of the draft, uh, fifth rounder, sixth rounder, seventh rounder, basically since they chose Caden Primo. But um, I mean, have, having worked for PFF for a couple of years, I remember them talking a lot about having more, um, well, more eggs in the basket. You say, yeah, more eggs in the basket, or or like um, the more lottery tickets you buy, the bigger the chance that you'll at least get back your um what what you put in um but uh, basically that's what it is a draft uh, pick is basically a lottery ticket that you get for free and and if you have um now five guys or something i don't know how the situation is obviously they didn't sign dikhov but they still remain in contact with him if i um mm -hmm. if i remember correctly so they have uh dobish they have um Verbetic somewhere, somewhere far behind. Um, they have these three goalies that they selected this summer. They have uh, Emmett Kruto as well. Um, what you basically want in the end is just someone who can start for you, right? And someone, hopefully, if you want um, a backup, uh, if you're really desperate, you could find that in the free agency or something. But you mm -hmm. want someone who can start for you for 40, 50 games. 
now it kind of looks quite all right. Caden Primo plays better. We talked about Jakob Dobish uh, growing into his costume here. And Jacob Powler obviously looks like a really uh, quality NCAA goalie. So great. And um, that's only in his first year. He, uh, he will have plenty of time to develop. Indeed, he will. And going over to uh, Europe again, and uh, it was a little bit like uh, Thibaut Chatel mentioned in in the podcast I did with him in regards to Reinbacher's development. December is more of a Swiss cheese uh, than, than actually a mid-season month in regards to hockey. There's holes everywhere for um, Champions Hockey League, for international tournaments. Uh, Switzerland has a long Christmas break because of Spengler Cup, etc., etc., uh, which also some other Europeans, because both Kalpa and Frölunda was part of the Spangler Cup this year, as well as uh, player, Canadian players going as part of Team Canada into to the tournament as well. Um, Philip Eriksson got the nod more or less by default because, uh, let's face it, Reinbacher and Engstrom plays in two very bad teams at the moment. Rögle uh, just above the, the relegation series and Clawton currently in the relegation series uh, with what about 10, 15, 20 games to go. Um, so there is, you know, a difference in regards to that. However, Eriksson still hasn't played another 20 game. He was the 13 forward this uh, Saturday for Vecchio, but it's the first time I've seen him really out of the lineup in quotation marks three points uh and uh, four points actually in in five games in december impressive and uh, i don't have too high of expectations but he reminds me a lot of vedemo in in that regard and kapanen in 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 some ways you know that safe secure center that you could put in anywhere in the lineup and it would work no, like that is great. If he can become what Vedemo or or what we hope Kapanen can, can become, uh, someone who can have NHL potential, but at least is a really good AHL player, then terrific um, for a sixth rounder. Um, it's now we're just waiting for his first goal in the SHL, so he can take that puck home with him. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he got one in the in the warm up games last year and one in the uh, CHL. So yeah, yeah, the, the cu- cu- correct. Let's face it; he's already won the the uh, Swedish championships in his first year. So mm. uh, there is that as well. Uh, a shout out here, a mention, uh, honorable mention, a forgotten prospect in many ways, Vincent Rohrer playing in in arguably the second best league in Europe uh and that is uh, with the Swedish Lions still also no under 20 minutes for for Winchens Rohrer he's up with the, with the team full time uh, and Swedish Lions who has the biggest budget of continental Europe at least um I don't know the budget of about the KHL teams but uh, really 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 strong performance with three assists in seven games both of these players are playing less than 13 minutes a game so any point you get for that you know that becomes you know what six points in 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 an hour uh, or yeah, basically yeah uh, three 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 points in an hour and yeah. uh but you know that's that's pretty damn good for for mm. for, for replacement players in a way Rohrer, um, I, I've liked Rohrer since he was drafted. Um, I feel like he uh, he has a tenacity about him that that I really enjoy. He's a he's a tough 
guy for his size. He plays much bigger than you would expect, and and he's a yeah, he's a feisty player, and it feels like. He's making the right choices as well. Uh, I think it was great for him to get over to Ottawa 67s and, and follow in the footsteps of Mar- his buddy, Marco Rossi, when he did it. And when he felt like he had nothing left to prove there, then he chose to go, well, in quotation marks, home um, to continental Europe and and try uh, try it out in the uh, in the Swiss League in a team he already knew uh, as well. So he knew he grew what up the in team... the Swiss Lions, and exactly. it helps uh, just like with David Reinbacher that they have a Swiss license because they've been playing junior hockey in Switzerland. They get a Swiss yeah. license, so they count as Swiss players in regards to foreign players on the ice. Uh, Which really also me- means that it's easier for them to to get into the team, obviously. Indeed, and and I think it really it was a smart, calculated move uh, from him because he knew that. Mm. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that for some reason or another, he counts more as a European player. Uh, so Montreal has his rights for four more uh, for for four years in total since the draft, which opens up this thing that uh, he can play his two years in, in Zurich that he has contracted and still have another year before Montreal has to decide on him. Uh, I, I would be very shocked if they didn't end up signing him, even if it's signing him to then loan him back to uh, to Switzerland or something. But or it, feels, he, it feels like... After two years in Switzerland, I'd, I'd, I'd say he's in AHL. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, he's going to be interesting to see at the AHL level. He's never going to be the one who, who performs points night after night, but I think he's kind of like Harvey Pinard uh, that you can just put on any line and he will give you the work, basically. Gallagher. He's a new he's a new Lekkonen. Oh my God, he's a new Lekkonen. We have so many new Lekkonens. I'm just going to go with Gallagher, but you can go with Lekkonen yeah, yeah. and then we see who oh. tops out with that one. For everyone keeps count, it's 13 games to go before I'm... What is it? 17 games to go before I owe um, Anton a uh, dinner. Yeah. Which will probably end up owing Emil him Heinemann anyway. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Heinemann dinner, we call that one. Will 20 be games short. for Emil Heinemann in the NHL and Pat owes me a dinner. Uh, I will be sure to put that one on Facebook or on uh, uh, Instagram stories or whatnot for, for abs size on the price. Please follow us there. Please make a shout out on other sites and to your friends if you fancy the podcast or if you fancy our articles. Thank you so much for joining us on this late player of the month podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. 